Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. Glory to God, glory to God This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast This is Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia And once again, we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth All right, I got a number of callers on the line this morning And uh, callers are going to ask you to mute your phones until... uh, until I call for you to, to, to speak, because we're picking up a lot of background noise, and we can't have any background noise. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and I, I have with me uh, Miss Catherine Ellaby, a social worker that's working in Atlanta. I want her to introduce herself, and then I want each one of my callers to introduce yourself uh, after that, again, we're having a lot of background noise. You're gonna have to mute your phone to to keep the background noise out, and uh, and 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 go ahead and unmute your phone when it's time for you to speak, because I'm picking up a lot of a lot of background noise. All right, Catherine, can you introduce yourself? Praise God, praise God, family and friends. My name is Catherine Ellery. I um, I'm a social worker. I own United Healthcare Resource Services. We work with families, um, individuals, and children that are experiencing um, um, mental um, disturbances in their in, in their lives. And I hope I can be of some service to you guys today on the radio. Glory to God. All right, all right. Uh, my sister, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, uh, and uh, and, enter, and 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 introduce the people that's on the line with us. Your mother and we have a sister that's on the line. Yes, my name is Lakeisha McMillan. I'm Cantrell A's sister. I have my mother Vicky Harvey and my sister Laquita Harvey on the line. Go ahead, introduce them. I'm Vicky Harvey. I'm Cantrell A's mother. Okay. I'm Vicki Harvey. I'm Cantrell A's mother. I work for hospice. Okay. Can you introduce your introduce your daughter? That's you know. Yes, I'm I'm Laquita Harvey. I'm Cantrell A's sister. I think uh-huh. my son on the line. Okay, okay. Well I, I can't bring any more people on right now. So so we just okay. we just gonna go ahead and get into the uh, get into the broadcast. Lakeisha, Le- Le- can you please uh, tell us what's going on and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and uh, you know I, you know I just want you to keep it real. Just just tell it like it is. My name is Lakeisha McMullen. I'm Kentrell Ellery's mother. I'm the third child. My brother was starting sick like the end of July and August went to medical and when he went to medical on August the 6th they said his blood pressure was up which he was pouring down sweat and they sent him back to his dorm 
Okay, Friday, okay. I'll first of all, first of all, first of all, let's let's talk about your brother. Okay, the people they don't know his situation that he was incarcerated at the time, and uh, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about what's happening with our brothers and our sisters that are incarcerated. And uh, and what they're what they're going through with this COVID virus. So go ahead, take it from the top, my sister. Well, my brother Cantrell is was sentenced to do 32 months in 2014, which he did over 32 months. And he just had got out of jail for doing 15 years. He had maxed out. So in 2013, they locked my brother up for possession of marijuana. And they came back and charged him with gang activity, which they gave him a sentence of 25 years. So we mm. took him back to court, and they reduced the sentence to eight years for the marijuana charges, saying that he got to do 32 months for the marijuana charges, which my brother overdid 32 months in jail, which he was not on parole. He was not on probation or nothing. And so he first been going to a halfway house in October for this year. Unfortunately, he, no, he ain't on baby make it. Go ahead, my sister. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. Oh. My brother, he's a good boy. He had a good heart. I was a sick. My son was sick in the cell. They took him to the medical thing. They checked him. His blood pressure, they said he's falling down sweat. They sent him back to the dorm, and he kept hurting, hollering that he was hurt. He started beating on the walls and stuff. They hollered for help. They didn't want nobody, nobody to come down there. Then when they did come down there, a nurse, she would not touch my son or anything. When they took him out, all the seven to the hospital, the guys in the jailhouse with him, they picked him up off the floor. They took him. They didn't take him in the van. They took him by ambulance. They told me over the wall, the guys said that my son wasn't responding. And when they took him out of there, they didn't have a decent enough to call me saying they trans- transferred him to the hospital. I didn't get no call or nothing. On the day he died, of age 17, they said he was dead 45 minutes before they even called me. They didn't tell me how my son was on. I don't know what happened or nothing. They let my son lay there and died. Mm, my Lord. My they let him lay there. You know what, brother? I can't speak for all the parents, but I was a mother and a father to mine. He had somebody. He mm-hmm. had somebody that loved him. So what you do wrong has to hand and throw you It's coming up again. I'm not that serious. Y'all let him lay there and die. It's coming up again. Amen. And and you all are not the only families that have suffered this. There's been there's been hundreds of families that have suffered the same thing. And uh and we got Brother Hess Brother Hess was trying to uh was trying to get in on the line. And I'm going to try to bring him in, but I wanted your, uh, I wanted to give your, your other daughter a chance to speak before we try to bring Brother Hess in. Okay, Sheriff sure, Brown. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, are you on the line with us? 
Excuse me, ma'am. Are you on the line with us? This is Lakeisha. Okay, Lakeisha. I was trying to get I was trying to get the other caller in, in on the uh, conversation after your mother spoke. Oh. Is she on the line with us right now? Okay, because I have four callers on the line right now. Okay. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And right now we're talking to a family that's been directly affected um, by this COVID virus and by the things that are, and what we're talking about, we're talking about what's going on inside of the penitentiary today. And, uh, and, and, you know, you know, when you think about it, you would think that, you know, that our young men and women that are, that are mass incarcerated across the nation, you would think that they would be, you know, that they would be, uh, that they would be safe. Meaning that if they're on the inside, they're be, they're not being exposed to the to the virus, or they're not being exposed to, you know, reach getting any kind of contamination because they're on the inside. But if they're allowing people to come inside the penitentiary who are untested, who who are, you know, the only way it can get in there is that somebody has to bring it in there. And uh, and I wanted to I wanted to hear from the families today to talk about this situation that's, that's what's going on. And and now we're finding out that they're you do you are doing uh illegal tests and that they're uh that they're subjugating our young men and our young women to this virus. It's just like they did back during the Tuskegee experiment days when they were experimenting with venereal diseases and, and syphilis and things of that sort. And uh, and the whole world doesn't know what's going on or how this virus is getting into the penitentiary system. So, so you know, we're talking about that this morning. I'm going to go back. I'm going to start back up at the top of the line. I'm going to go to Miss uh, Catherine Ellaby to get her opinion on about what's going on in our prisons and what's going on with our mental health as far as the situation that they're putting us in as a nation of people. Go ahead. Well, family, uh, first I would like to offer you my condolences, you know, to the family for what happened to the son and brother. Uh, These families, you know, they can't see their loved ones. Now, you know, they don't have visitation rights to see their families. And most of the time in prisons, um, they're really the most vulnerable people, you know, when it comes down to the COVID virus. But the simple reason is, uh, like um, Pastor Gant was saying, that if they're bringing in other inmates, you know, that have not been tested, or even um, the workers there, you know, that have not been tested, And and the thing about that is when you're in a crowded place, um, the virus spreads more faster when you're in a a prison system especially. And a lot of times they don't take prisoners serious, you know, when they say they're in pain or they have a, you know, they're sick or whatever. It's not like an emergency emergency for them because most of the time they think that, you know, these prisoners just want to get out their cell or they just want to, you know, um, go to the infirmary and, you know, and, and chill out there for a minute. But during the health crisis in a prison system, 
prisoners are not taken seriously. Like I would say, with like your brother, you know, he banged on walls. You know, he kept telling them, you know, he's sick, he don't feel well, or whatever, you know, um, the case may be. In my opinion, they just didn't take him serious enough. So that caused, you know, um, his his sudden death because they didn't take him serious. And you know, and they really don't care, in my opinion, because once. Once you get into a prison system, you are no longer considered uh, what you call um, in the um, in, uh, in, in in population anymore, and you lose a lot of your rights. And to me personally, I just think that they just neglected him, um, and they didn't move quick enough, you know, to take care of him. You know, so, and it's a lot of prisoners in there that probably, you know, are experiencing these coughs and uh, these um, things that are associated with the COVID virus. And it's too many of them, so they can't really handle the inflection of what is going on. But that's not an excuse, you know, for them not taking care of the prisoners. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. I'm going to try to bring Brother Hesse in now. Hello, my brother. You there? Yes, sir. Yeah, Peace and blessings. Hello. Yes, sir. Peace and blessings. Love and service. Family, how you doing, Reverend Gant? Hey, bro. How you doing, man? Love you, bro. What's going Love on? Back. Love the conversation right now. And and and, uh, they, and the mother and the, and the sisters were just telling mm-hmm. about what happened. And... Uh, and 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 bro, tell us what's going on. Bro. Yeah, peace and blessings to the line, man. Uh, you know, man, a, a lot of what's going on behind the walls of these prisons, man, especially here in the state of Georgia, man, is is is, is becoming, you know, a, a harmful institution. And any institution that is not being funded is basically a place where oppression can take place. You know, mm-hmm. I asked God to speak through me and tell him the truth of the matter, brother. And the main matter is that, you know, through the budget cut here in recently, dealing with the Department of Corrections, man, you got you got, you got one officer doing the job of four different officers. The, the institution used to work with about 80 officers, any level five institution or level three institutions here in the state of Georgia. When we say level five, we mean close security prisons. Close security prisons consist of, well, you know, mostly felons go to that serving anywhere from 10 years to life without parole. And you have about 1,500 convicts at these institutions. And so in these institutions, you need about 80 officers because you got to think you have guard towers, you have patrol cars, then you have the inside. Every dormitory is supposed to have an officer on the floor to secure the inmates that's in that unit. And, and, that, and that's what's not going on. Right now, you have right. institutions where, you, where you're supposed to have a guard per every 60 to 90 inmates. But right now, That's what's right. going on is that you have one guard per 400 inmates. And mm-hmm. this is where the lack of communication has totally faltered when it comes to the responsibilities of the Georgia Department of Corrections and other correctional institutions all across America. You know, when they started these budget cuts, they left people vulnerable to be utilized in ways that they're not supposed to be utilized. You got more white boys being raped in the chain gangs. 
You got more people mm-hmm. that's running from from the regular population units because they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. The ones that's willing to stay in the population units, they got to carry a knife. Like the institution have become so reckless. They have become so severely unwatched to the point to where anything can happen at any given time. And you'd already know that when people go through Jackson Diagnostic, which is the main diagnostic in the state of Georgia, that they classify everyone as antisocial behavior disorder. And if you already know that these people are dealing with different mental issues, how can you place them in there without having someone to oversee and govern them and protect them? And so that's where we at, Reverend Gant. You know, in the situation with my brother Toby, you know, Toby went through a situation where when he asked for help, there was no guards there to, to, to hear his cry. And when they finally did get to him after he had to beat on the door and had to send people out to threaten to break windows just to be able to get down there, they went and took him up to medical and said, okay, well, we're going to test you, and then they sent him back. He's already shown signs and symptoms that this brother is dealing with COVID-19. He's already shown mm-hmm. signs and symptoms that he has diarrhea, that he has high blood pressure, and that he's short of breath. These people that's in medical, they're unfunded, they're underfunded too. And so what you're doing is that basically you got an institution where the medical staff where you're supposed to be there 24 hours a day, just like human beings of 1,500 inmates have to live in the institution 24-7. That's not what's going on. They done took the nurses and doctors off the floor. So from 6 in the evening to 8 o'clock in the morning, there is no medical staff. So by the time medical oh. get there at 8 in the morning, they got to do the job of three different nurses, three different doctors, three different PAs, and they can't do that because now you got too much you can piled up. So when somebody come in there that's really dealing with these serious cases, nobody's there to treat them. Or they just there to brush them off and tell them, okay, we'll go on back in there, and we're going to try to figure this out later on. We're going to send a test to him, and we'll see, let you know. Oh, this man needs treatment now. He's hurting now. Right. He's vomiting now. He's dealing with diarrhea now. He's got high blood pressure now. And you see these symptoms, but you don't even write them down on the paper. You send them back and you say you're taking the test. And that's what happened to our brother Toby, man. And so and this is what's going on all around this state, man. These institutions have totally, you know what I'm saying, defaulted on, on what it is that they're supposed to do according to the Eighth Amendment. You know what I'm saying? And we're dealing with cruel and unusual punishment, man. I'm going to shut up, man, for a minute. Because I know you got some questions. I know you got other people that probably want to chime in. But, you know, for real, for real, man, all across America, man, these people got to let the people go, man. They got to let the people go, and they got to find another way to be able to, you know, reform the system so that brothers and sisters can get out of prison and get back reacclimated with what it is that society has for them. You know what I mean? And that's a calling in life. You got fathers and mothers in here, man, that's been sitting here for 20 years on a case that didn't take them but three to five years for them to recover from, you know what I mean, and rehabilitate themselves, and that, that's not happening no more. And so, man, this, 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 this is a, man, this, 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 this is sad, man, and I'm crying, man, my heart, my soul crying. That's why I'm on the airway with you, brother. Glory to God. Glory to God. And, 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 and this is what we're trying to deal with right now. This is what we're trying to deal with right now. Uh, 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 Lakeisha, are you still on the line with us? Okay, I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to bring. Uh, I'm trying to bring. Uh, 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 I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to bring you back up on the line. Can you can you comment on Brother Hess's uh, statement? She's this your mother. She's at work. She probably really can't talk too much. Okay. But, but the thing of it is, though. They didn't have no mask. Can't tell they had no mask. This type of name, no mask and this and that. I know they were incarcerated. 
Sure enough, brothers get in trouble. They're quick to put their handcuffs on them. They'll find them. They'll help them then. It's just like this right here. If y'all got enough inmates in there to mop flow, put bleach or whatever down, I said, what is y'all couldn't give them a drink? I asked him. I said, did they give them a little zinc or got them a sleep or anything? What is they doing for the people? What is they really doing? It's enough inmate there now to keep that thing clean. You see what I'm saying? To keep it down. But like I said, yeah. they weren't going out. The staff brought it in now where the staff were tested. Where they tested. See, okay. this I is thing. I understand wholeheartedly. Hold on. We have another caller that's calling in. Let me see if I can bring the call in. All right. By yourself, please. Hello, caller that just called in. Can you uh, identify yourself? All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And uh, we're coming to you live today from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we got a number of callers on the line. And, and uh, Mother, I, I wanted you to come back in to, uh, and I wanted to answer your question, you know, how how do we do uh how do we do uh you know social distancing when you when you mass incarcerated inside of the prison system uh, uh, when you're not set up for it, this you know they were called off guard with this disease so they were completely not ready for it all right I just had a caller that called in could you identify yourself please. Call on the line. Can you identify yourself, please? All right. Okay. Um, Sister Catherine, what what are your thoughts on this? Well, like the brother was just saying, I mean, he hit on all the the, the points where the the prison system, you know, has gone wrong. And even though they were caught off guard, I mean, when they they weren't ready for the they wasn't ready for the pandemic, but still in all, um, they have enough resources where they could have done a better a, a, a better job at, you know, uh, preparing the system for what was to come. So the brother on the line brought out a, a, a lot of lot of of, 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 of things that uh, like social distancing, um, the medical help wasn't there. You know, the social uh, work wasn't there. You know, nothing was put in place where even after they found out how hard, how tough the pandemic was, they still didn't make any necessary arrangements, you know, to care for these prisoners. And like I said, uh, once you go into that system, you're really no longer considered to be a citizen because you have now become part of a um, (laughs) Part of a, a population that is is vulnerable, um, they're not cared for as well as if they were outside of a prison system. They could seek their own medical help, but when you're inside of a prison, that that system is supposed to still give you your rights to see doctors, to to be hospitalized, you know, and also to seek medical and mental health treatments, which is not which did not happen. Okay. All right. We got another call on the line. Okay. The caller that's on the line, could you identify yourself right now? 
I want to speak with one of the sisters so that uh, we can, you know, uh, you know, get into more details about who Todd was and how, you know, how this affected how this affected all of us. Okay. And can I also say that by them being prisoners, they're not going to see the type of coverage, you know, um, uh, news coverage as, you know, they were if they were, you know, out here in, 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 in society. So a lot of that is not being exposed to, you know, the people, you know, what's going on in the prison system because the prison system is a system within itself, and it's a lot of things that are not being reported. And this mother, you know, needs to get this coverage. She needs to be heard. She needs to put out there what is really going on in the prison system because we don't know if someone don't, you know, make noise about it. So I'm encouraging this mother to make noise, to make noise about what's going on in this prison system because I know it's not only just her son, it's probably somebody else's son and daughter that's experiencing the same pain, that's experiencing the same um, identical problem as what's going on in the prison system. And this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're seeing this, we're seeing this every day. All right. Right now what we're talking about, we, we, we're talking about, you know, major violation of the constitutional rights of a citizen. Okay, it's going back to the three fifth to the three fifth call, where they consider black people to be no more than three fifth of a human being. Okay, when you go into the prison system, they they're not even considering you to be a human being anymore. So you so you're not given the rights of, of of a normal citizen. They're not even they're not even they're not even. How can they practice social distancing inside of the penitentiary? How can they how can they uh how can they how can they make sure that everybody's tested across the board? How you know, we, we got some major problems right here. And today we wanted to bring out some of those situations, some of those circumstances, but mainly we wanted to hear Todd's story. Mm. We wanted to hear Todd's story. So so if if you're on the line right now, uh uh Mama, if you can talk or if one of the sisters can talk Please uh, come back in on the line and uh, let us know what's going on. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Uh, Mama, are you there? Yes. Tell them over. Uh-huh. Okay, you know, they treat animals better than they treat the people in prison. I bet they ain't taking care of the animals. You think about it now. These are human beings like even though they're in prison, they let these people just die because they're incarcerated. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Okay. I think they treat them dogs and cats with everything they got. Okay, my sister Catherine had some things she wanted to say to you, you know. Okay. Right. Uh, I you should make yourself first aware of the rights of inmates. Okay, and once you make yourself aware of the rights that your son had, it will make your role much easier. So I'm just going to give you a, a few of them, okay? If you and, and if you need to talk with me after the show, um, you can always call back. Um, so the rights of inmates 
include these things. The right to humane facilities and conditions, the right to be free from racial segregation, the right to express condition complaints, um, the right to assert their rights under the American Disability Act, the right to medical care and attention as needed, the right to appropriate medical health care, the right to a hearing if they have been removed to a mental health facility. So Okay, let me let me add something here, y'all. These white folks got this thing set up with this COVID virus where 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 if if they if they treat you or test you for COVID, that's like thirty one hundred dollars. So they're talking about they ain't got no money, but they getting money off of every case. If if you die from COVID or if you are treated for COVID in any kind of way, that's thirty what is it, thirty eight thirty eight thousand dollars that mm-hmm. they're giving oh, per yeah. case. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, can you respond on that? Okay, what happens is now when someone dies, and especially in a prison um, or at a hospital, if they die um, just listed as having the COVID virus, COVID, COVID ID virus, um, they have four, the, the hospitals receive $14,000. If they die of coronavirus, the hospital or the prison system receives $38,000. So, you have to look at all the all all the uh, things that go along with why these prisoners are, are are not being treated fairly when it comes to that because in in in, in so many words they are not cared for um uh, they are not really um if especially if they don't have family even if they do have family that's the reason why you can't see your you couldn't go see your son that's the reason why you know, families can't go to the hospitals to see their family members when they're, when you know, in in their time of need. So, these are the things that you know they have put in place where they're receiving these incentives when um, when people are diagnosed. Now, being diagnosed with COVID virus is different from dying of the virus. So that's why the but money you get is like thirty one hundred. Getting for that. fourteen thousand dollars just by being tested and becoming positive for the COVID virus. If you pass away or die of the virus, then that facility receives thirty eight thousand um, <clears> dollars. <throat> so you really have to look into what's really going on behind the scenes. Not so much as what you can see, but what you can't see. It's all about the money. It's all about the money, especially when it comes to prisoners. It's all about the money. Um, so that's why a lot of these cases in prison are not being um, documented, you know, for the public to see. Uh, Brett Hess, are you still on the line with us? Brett Hess, are you still on the line with us? Can you come in? Okay, I'm trying to see if Brett Hess is still on the line with us. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, uh, is there anyone else that want to uh, want to add anything or want to say anything? Please come forward, identify yourself, and uh, and, and uh, say what you have to say. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. It's Pastor Lionel again coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and, and we got a real problem here, people. We got a real problem here. All right, I want to try to get this family in to talk about Toby, to talk about this this young man and talk about his life and uh and let us know, you know, what was what what's really going on. Mama, are you still there? I haven't even seen his medical record. 
blaming some of his, none of his, the lawyers called him a nothing. And uh, when they sent him to the funeral home, when they picked him up, Mr. Burry said, Brandon shouldn't work for the cause of death. They hit their coronavirus. You didn't get no paper on him or anything. It seemed like they're hiring something. Uh-huh. Okay, but okay. I feel like I don't care if it's a cluster, even under my son, I want it. He got bitches and cars from us. I want it. Did they release your son's body to you? No, nothing to me. No, nothing to me. Did they release your son's body to you? His body, 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 body. What you saying? What you saying? What you saying? What you saying? Okay, we got some background noise. Hello? Okay, we're here now. We're getting some background noise. Go ahead. I tell him we see no here baloney, the medical record, turn the home, they get no medical record right here. They just told Mr. Burton that he died of coronavirus. That was it. I didn't okay. get none of his records from him. My question was, did you get your son's body? Yes, I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. I want to bring Brother Hess back in. All right. Go ahead, sir. You on the line with us now? Go ahead, sir. You on the line with us now? Can you go ahead? All right. Last caller. Can you go ahead and identify yourself, please? Okay. It seems like we're having some difficulty. We have a lot of people that's on the line. If you can hear me talking right now, I want you to go ahead and come in and. Uh, and, and uh, say, you know, have the opportunity to say what you need to say. Last call, 404. Okay. The, the last caller that called in at 404-8, uh, at 404-8-4-0-7-3-6-9. Uh, Could you come in right now? Could you come in and comment right now? Yeah, this is Cole, Mother. I just okay. want to hit baloney, and, uh, and I want to see the hospital medical record out here and what going on with him, what happened, and everything. I ain't got none of that. No papers on my son, nothing. From the hospital, okay. from the prison, or nothing. Okay, let me, bring in, let me bring in Brahesh. Let me bring in Brahesh. Are you on the line with us now? Yes, sir. Peace and blessing, brother. My apologies, man. I had uh, got offline for a second, but, yeah, I'm back with you, brother. And we also got another brother online uh, from Dodge State Prison. Uh, brother from Dodge State Prison, if you would, please press 1. Uh, we got some anonymous guys calling in now. Press 1 on your phone, brother. I just got your message saying that I'm online, bro. And so if you would, my brother real, you know, uh, press one so that, that way the host can see your number in queue. 
Brother Gant, do you see the brother's number in queue? He might have pressed one now. Do you see it on your screen board? Um, I, I, I have a, 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 a 678 number and I have a 404 number. Uh, I, think no. it's I, I think it's that 678 number. Uh, Brother Real, if you would, uh, send a message on what your, what your, what your number started with. Yeah, this one of the brothers down there on the real front line. This brother was actually in the dorm when Toby, you know what I'm saying, was, was, was asking and begging for medical help. And these brothers, man, this brother is so astronomical to me because he reached out and he called the family to let the family know what was going on. You know, okay. as soon as I reached out to him, you know, he told me off the rip. He was like, big brother, anything I can do to help, he said, just let me know. He called him in from a 470 number. Oh, Reverend Gant. Okay. Four seven zero. Well, that's it's not in queue right now. Okay, uh, brother, real. If you get a chance, man, call the. Which one do you want him to call? Do you want him to call the two one three number and press one, or the, or you want him to call the four zero four number, Mister Gant? Four zero four 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 eight three nine six five one one. Okay. Okay, so Brother Real, call that 404 number that I sent to your inbox, 839-6511, and then and, and, and he's going to pull you right in. But, yeah, while we waiting on Brother Real to call in, you know, Reverend Gant, you know, and a lot ahead, of times. I want to commend you, bro, because you've been working, you've been working with us on the inside. Now, you know, you know, Brother we were talking about this Stop the Violence of Mass Incarceration Long time ago, before before the rest of the world was talking about it. All right, he's calling in right now. I'm going to cue him in right now. There you go. All right, we got you queued in, so uh, go ahead and identify yourself and come on in. Yeah, my name, I'm Brother Real. I was just on the line with uh, his. Go ahead, bro. Oh, yeah, I was... Uh, with everything with uh with Toby, man, I was you know I was in the dorm with him like Brother Head said, and it it was crazy because man, we me and me and brother me and that brother was in the same dorm for you know a little over two years, and man, we ate together every day and everything, man. And once when he got sick, he went to medical, and you know they checked it. He already had a problem with high blood pressure. And then he, you know, his blood pressure and everything was high, and but he told them that he wasn't feeling good. It, he, it was something wrong, and they sent him back to the dorm. And later that, later that night, man, me and my, me and my, uh, me and some of the other brothers, man, we heard we, we could hear him throwing up, man. He was he was throwing up for like like two days before before it, you know before they ever came and gave him any type of medical treatment. Mm. And so and so that's that's a pre condition that we already had and, and uh and, and that was one of the one of the pre pre uh preconditioned dealing with the Coban virus. So he should have been separated, he should have been immediately isolated from the rest of the population and been taken care of. They they should never have let him go back to his cell. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, they don't Real. Yeah, they they don't they don't they don't care about that, man. They uh, you had people, you had guys. They brought in medical requests once they put us on quarantine and all that stuff. You know, people filling out the medical requests, 
And then it was told to us by the head warden to stop filling out medical requests to get testing. He can't afford to test nobody. He can't even afford to test his officers. So it, mm. it, 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 it was a it was a bunch of it was a bunch of different stuff going on behind all that. And, and like right now, man, they they is half of half of the prison is on quarantine right now, and they moving people around. They moving people around, moving people around. They taking dorm, they taking dorms off quarantine just to put people in them dorms, and they have a what? problem with it. When you, yeah, they have a yeah, they they moving people around, taking dorms off quarantine just to put other people in them dorms, and they have a problem when you stand. They have they have a big problem when you standing up for yourself. When 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 multiple guys standing up, telling them that they not doing it, they not doing this, that, and the third. They have they have they have a big issue with that. And it, it, it's crazy. Like, you know, we're trying to look out for our own, for our own safety, our own health. Because nobody else ain't doing it. And Brother Real, Brother Real, I, I want you to, I know, the Brother Hess, man, I want you to tell tell the listening audience, man, that's here with, with our big brother from SDLC, man. You know, tell them, tell them the rumor that they're trying to put around the compound about Toby. And we all that love and know Toby for years. I've been knowing him for decades. Know that this brother don't do no drugs, period, man. This brother's a big strong brother, you know what I mean, that work out and he go hard and eating healthy. But brother, tell them what they what the, what, the, what they putting around as rumors about this brother so that the the, 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 the the actual institution don't look bad or at fault, brother. Can you share with us? Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I just heard this I just heard this uh I wanna say a day or two ago that they say that they were trying to say somebody was telling me that on the in the autopsy for the prison they put they put in his autopsy or whatever that he was he was smoking he was smoking script. That's what he died from. But previously what? before that, yes, what? they said he yes. And previously what? before that, the, previously before that, the ward had told all of us that he died from uh that he died from diarrhea. You know, all of us looking at him like, how you gonna die from diarrhea? I, well, yep. We said we said the exact same thing. Oh, and so that's what's going like, on. Man, come on, man, don't 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 play yeah, with us like man. that. Don't, yeah, don't 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 short change us like that. And that's what's going on all across the system right now. You know what I mean? They 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 buttering up their books, but at the same time they come back on these institutional compounds and they put out these false rumors and accusations that brothers is dying from heart attacks. They did that at Smith. They told us that that, that brothers at Waycross died from you know what I'm saying lung issues. They said that, uh, you know what I'm saying. And they coming back and they giving all this frivolous stuff. You know, and I don't know that they're doing that so that that, that, that the institution won't just go crazy because we realize that y'all are jeopardizing the lives of so many of these brothers that are behind these walls. And it's like, on the real, for real, hey, man, that's the wrong way. You That's that's defamation. That's defamation of character, man. You making it seem like this man is smoking something that got three different chemicals, you know what I mean, heroin and all other kind of stuff hold on to these strip papers and that they just can't smoking that kind of stuff and wigging out and going crazy. That's a mental health person's drug. And so why would you ever put that on this man like he's doing this type of drug, basically saying he caused his own death? That, that's, that's, that's wrong, man. That's what our system is doing, man. Okay. Yeah, they're they're, they're I, definitely I, I, doing I that. A, I have a social worker that's here with me right now. Uh, Sister Catherine, can that, can that kill you? Can that, can that be a cause of death? What is this false message they putting out? Well, the false message is, like the brother was saying, they're trying to de- deflect from the issues that are going on. No, the brother couldn't have died from that. Uh, so deflecting and making the prison seem like 
uh, they're not at fault is what they do all the time. They never want to be at fault for for anything wrongdoings that they they are doing. And the second thing is that in order to save the prison system space or, or or keep a riot from breaking out in the prisons because of you know the way these prisons are dying, you know they are just trying to you know in other words cover up it and and and, and keep people in a in a mental state where you feel like oh oh he didn't die from COVID nineteen oh he he caused that death on himself so we all right that's the that's what they want to put out there to make the prisoners think that this COVID thing is not that bad out there and people are not dying from that in prison because once they find out that these that their brothers are dying from this COVID virus is going to be a mess a mess riots are going to break out because one thing people will do is survive was try to survive and the only way they're trying to survive is to make sure or take care of themselves and riots are going to break out all over the prison because it's they're they're denying them of their basic rights. Prisoners, inmates have rights. They will always obtain their First Amendment right. That's the that's the only amendment a right that they're going to have once you go to prison is your First Amendment. All those other rights you don't have them anymore. But your First Amendment right, you will keep that. But the brother um, is right that they are dying from COVID-19 because they are not being taken care of. And they're they're trying to keep them in a mental state where they don't think that these prisons are dying from COVID-19, but from other reasons. If they can keep that going, then they'll keep the prisons, you know, calm. But once they get out that is is that they are dying unjustly of this virus, then the riots are going to break out all over the prisons. Well, we're we're putting it out today. Yeah, we're putting That's it out today, and uh, and and this is going to go out not just here in America, but around the world. We're going to let them know exactly what's going on. Bro, has talked to us, man. Yes, sir. Peace and blessings, love and service, man. I just want to thank everybody, man. I see a lot of people hitting me through the inbox, and a lot of people reaching out. You know what I'm saying? Through social media. And I just want to thank everybody that's listening in right now, chiming in across America, especially the brothers behind the walls. You know, this is something that, that it's time to really step up and begin to do. Um, we got different people that, that we can reach out to that, that we want to notify. You know, every, you know, I want to say this. There's nothing new up under the sun. Everything has already been done and been laid out. And, you know, for, for everybody that believes in God, like I believe in God, man, God don't do nothing for no reason. You know, I was just reading the Daily Bread, and, and I'm going to say it like this right here. You know, Abraham saw the burning bush, but the bush didn't burn up. But that's what it took to get his attention. And when they got his attention, that's when God said, it's time to go and let Pharaoh know to let my people go. And so what we're seeing right now is a burning bush. But see, people like Toby ain't died. See, his, his spirit is still alive, and it's got us right here on these airways right now today. There are right. so many people that are coming together because of Toby's passing on to the next realm of spirituality. His quest is continuing to go forward. He's still going and developing his spirit. You dig? But what he has transcended into has given us a mission in life. And so that's what we have to do now. It's time for the prisoners to stand up for themselves. It's time for the prisoners to understand their constitutional rights. It's time for them to exercise those rights. And if you don't have access to a law library, that's one of the main ways of beginning to get the attention of the courts within those counties. Every county has a jurisdiction, and you have a right to complain. 
and it started with the grievance system, and then once they don't answer the grievance system in 30 days in the institution, we now have to then go to the county jail level where, where we're going to the county courts and speaking to different magistrates about what these prisons are not doing. Don't ever think that the warden is the last call. The warden is not the last call. In fact, man, I want to tell you the truth. I pray for the wardens every day. Because the wardens put up on a situation right now where they're not able to be able to maintain their own prisons. They don't have the funding. They don't have the staff. And they put in a situation where they themselves are putting their life on the line. Do you know how God is looking at some of them right now, shaking his head? That's right. Like you're supposed to govern 1,600 of my sheep, and this is what you're doing to my sheep? You're not governing them. You're not protecting them. Can you, uh, can you, can you even fathom what a, what a true believer in God can feel as a warden right now allowing these systems to be ran in this oppressive state right now. You ought to see how many rats and roaches is crawling around the institutions as opposed to how it was going on five years ago. You ought to see the many people that are dealing with so much, you know what I'm saying, like, like stressed out issue, like everything that's going on, it's a melting pot. And what happened in Waycross State Prison with that big riot that was all on CNN and all of that two months ago, man, you know, this is something that has already been tailor-made. It's already been measured out, and it's going to keep happening like that sister Catherine just said. She said it so eloquently herself. Like, this is a system that's being designed for failure, for corruption. And the only people that's going to stick and stay with it is those who are corrupt in it. But God's going to bring them down to their knees, man. You know, I don't want to be too long with it, and I ain't trying to preach to nobody. Yeah. Okay, Brad, we can start on time. Okay, but look at here. I want to I want to add a correction. You said Abraham, but you meant Moses. But you meant Moses. So so y'all, that's the, that's what he that's meant. That's your dog, real. Thank you, brother. Brandon Bush. But now let, I'm going to read to y'all in the Book of Genesis, the 15th chapter. We're going to be on this for the whole year. We are, um, for 2020, 2020 vision. We want to get your 2020 vision right. Okay. And I want to let you all know exactly where we are in Bible prophecy right now. If you go to the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter, run over there to the 13th verse, and it says, and, 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 and he said, meaning that God said to Abram, know for surety that thy seed shall be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. The first slave ships came to America 1619, uh, August 1619. So, so August 2019 marked the end of our 400 years. And look at what that and, 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 and he said, and also that nation, that nation, you're going to be afflicted for 400 years. And that nation that afflict you, the Bible of the God said that God is going to judge that nation. And the judgment of America has begun. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing this on the streets everywhere, everywhere, where it's time that the dispensation of the white man is over. Now God is establishing we are the only people on the face of the earth that have suffered 400 years of persecution in this country. That don't fit nobody but black America. And that's where we're at right now. So we are the children of the Most High God, and this is what this is what is happening right now. They're trying to afflict us every way they can, but you know what? There is a God, and God is our, is our defense, and He's defending us right now. My sister Catherine has something she wants to say to you all. Go ahead. Yes, um, the last thing I want to say is, is, is to the mother. Um, there are rights that your son has even in death. 
So don't let that get you um, because you don't have his medical records, because you don't have this. Your son has rights even in death. And, the mo- and all prisoners, and I want to say the last, this last thing, all prisoners have rights. And the most important right is to be uh, free of cruel and unusual punishment. And in, my fa- and, and in my opinion, Uh-oh. these are cruel and unusual punishments Uh-oh. that these prisoners are being subjected to. All right. And now, now, now this is a case that we're going to bring up before the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which is Dr. King's organization. I'll be speaking to my leadership, uh, you know, first thing Monday morning about what we're going to do about our brothers in the prison system. Brother Hess, my brother, uh, is the mother still on the line? If y'all have anything else y'all want to say, go ahead and give your final statement. Please do, Mama. I appreciate everybody coming in and saying about COVID. The parole people down in Dallas County that called that they don't send here medical records for everything. They're on the line. Because I spoke of it So now that we got a call That they're going to send a medical record All this baloney You have to got that Spring out some paperwork baby You ain't fooling me Yeah that we're going to change some things But there you is a lie So God still in control Glory to God Hallelujah Yes he is You done work it out Amen. And I'm praying for God, everybody, in the count, in the prison count. I'm praying for you. Mm. I'm praying for y'all. And I appreciate everything y'all did. All right. Anybody else? Go ahead. Do your final statement. I just, I just want to say that, man, here at Dodge, everybody, everybody, and I know a lot of people around in the prison system, everybody knew Toby. Everybody got a lot of love for Toby. And that, that brother, they're going to be he gonna be missed. He's gonna be missed, mm-hmm. but for us in here, we ain't gonna we ain't, we're gonna do whatever we can to make sure his name and his legacy and everything just just keep living on, man. That like I say, I ain't know him that long, but that was my brother. I ain't know him that long, but that was my brother. I loved him to death, man. All right, all right. Uh if there's if there's any way for for us to uh to get a a, a, a cash app or or address or something for the mother so that those that are listening to this broadcast and want to give or want to do something to help this mother out, uh, can we get that information so we can get it out to the people? I'll get that and I'll post it to you, uh, brother. I got to wait until his sister Keisha gets off of work and she's going to reach out to me and I'll get that information over to you, Real. Uh, All right. You got anything yeah. else? Man, yeah. come on, man. I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a street prison preacher, so you know I always got something to say. You know what I mean? It's only fair. You know, I just want to give the glory to God, man, and, and I just want to take time out to thank the SELC. I want to thank you, Reverend Grant, Sister Catherine. You know what I mean? I want to thank y'all out there who are listening in right now, you know, for loving us until we learn how to love ourselves. You know, being in prison has been an experience. You know what I'm saying? It's a spiritual experience. It's a quest that we have gone on. And some of us has killed. Some of us has stolen. Some of us has done some things that we don't even want to talk about. You know what I mean? But we're striving to heal today. And in order to heal, we have to be in an environment where therapeutic measures can be meted out. And so we just need y'all prayers across America because it ain't many therapeutic communities here. You know what I mean? And so we got to build them. 
we got to we got to ask God to come in and pour His love out into these places. And so we just need y'all prayers. We need y'all love. But more than anything else, man, if you know somebody that's in prison and you ain't reached out to them in a while, just send them a small letter or a card. You can just put a, a, a simple a simple postcard in the mail and just tell them I love you because that's what we need right now. We need to be remembered. We need to be loved because when we go and if any of us catch COVID-19 and we have to follow our brothers to the final destination, which is our father up in heaven, you know, we definitely want to go knowing that our family loves us and that and that, that we matter, you know what I'm saying, and that our lives really did mean something, man. You know, and, and, and I say this right here in closing. You know, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, say, count it all joy when we face trials of many kinds. Uh-huh. And we got uh-huh. to know that God going to take us through some trials and tribulation, but God don't take the, 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 the poor and the weak through it. You know what I mean? He take the strong through it because that's what it's going to take to define who it is that God needs us to be. And so I ask you brothers and sisters out there, man, listening on these lines right now, don't run from your calling. Don't run from the storm. Be like the eagle and face that storm and go into it and use the struggle to be able to reach the heights where you can soar above the storm until it passes over. I love y'all very much, man. I wish y'all many peace and blessings, love and service. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And uh, you know my testimony, bro, has, you know, when I was in the penitentiary and we had to, to call out for the Bible, for the Bible studies and, uh, and 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 this and this preacher just gave me the Bible, and when he gave me the Bible, you know they had to have they had to have one guard in there for every six inmates that was in the call out. <laughs> Glory to God! God the anointed came down on me, and I started preaching that gospel. And the next thing you know, we had we had you know the 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 call out started growing so bad they had to they had to take it and put it inside the auditorium. And then it kept on growing. And you know, and just as many of the guards got saved, and and as the inmates did. And when I was leaving the prison, the, the warden called me up there. He said, he said, bro, Gant, he said, you know, inmate Gant, you know, I I, I hate it. He said, I, I know this sounds strange, but I I wish you wouldn't leave. I, I I hope you would stay because we had a revival right there in the penitentiary. So God is able to do exceedingly more than we could ever think that He could do. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're in our last 90 seconds. I want I want you all to try to reach out to my brothers, you know, that's behind those walls, and if you can help in any kind of way, try to do whatever you can to help. Again, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Peace and blessings.